This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies. The more we learn about Governor Ron DeSantis's state guard, the more alarming it all seems. Now, when this was first launched, there was quite a bit of concern. I didn't pile on back then because conceptually there's nothing wrong with a volunteer organization that a governor can deploy to assist in things like natural disasters. Plenty of states have these. But we're now learning that this state guard is off the rails. Take a look at this local report from Jacksonville, Florida. Tonight at 6, the relaunch of the Florida State Guard under Governor Ron DeSantis is drawing criticism from some volunteers who say the training is more militaristic than they were led to believe. We are learning new details about the training that took place at Camp Landing. One veteran even called the Clay County Sheriff's Office claiming that he was treated roughly for raising questions about volunteers training for the State Guard. News for Jackson reporter Ann Maxwell went through the police reports and she's joining us right now, Ann. Yeah, good evening, Kent. Joy, we got a hold of the incident report just today, and it's pretty shocking. That former volunteer claimed he was a victim of battery and false imprisonment by trainers on base just a few weeks ago. I also spoke to another former volunteer in the State Guard who said he knows of several very qualified people who resigned from the Guard because they felt like they were misled about its mission. Last year, Governor Ron DeSantis announced the reestablishment of the Florida State Guard for the first time since World War II. The Guard's website describes it as a state-supported volunteer force providing humanitarian assistance and rapid response during man-made and natural disasters. The state legislature approved more than $100 million in funding for the Guard in May. 91 years, 20 days, Mr. Speaker. So the bill passes. But since then, the Tampa Bay Times reports there's been confusion about the Guard's mission, with some recruits thinking they would be serving in a non-military capacity, helping Floridians during disasters. But according to the governor's office, that also includes protecting Florida's people and borders from, quote, illegal aliens and civil unrest. In a statement, a spokesperson for the governor's office said, the Florida State Guard, a military organization, expects its members to receive rigorous military training in order to protect its citizens? Shocking. In June, one State Guard volunteer, a disabled veteran, asked a lieutenant colonel questions about their training. And according to a police report, the response was, so you're the leader of the group, apparently referencing volunteers who were criticizing the new organization. That volunteer said later sergeants ordered him to do push-ups, but he refused, telling them he's 100% disabled and hurting from a physical fitness test the day before. He claimed he was told to go home, and he said he would. But then a white van pulled up and he was ordered to get in. When he refused, he told investigators he was grabbed and pushed inside. According to the incident report, he protested they were assaulting an officer, but he was told he's just a recruit. He was escorted off base and called the Clay County Sheriff's Office, but investigators there determined that he was subject to the same discipline as the military, such as doing push-ups, and that sergeants had the authority to remove him from the base, even involuntarily, if he refused. Therefore, they determined he wasn't a victim of battery and false imprisonment, as he had claimed. 
That spokesperson for the governor also sent us a statement saying, quote, I'm glad we have over 120 new guardsmen prepared to respond to riots, illegal immigration and natural disasters. We also reached out to the state guard for comment, but we haven't yet heard back. Reporting live tonight, I'm Ann Maxwell, Channel 4, the local station. I hope you're starting to get worried. This volunteer state guard has a $100 million budget and four helicopters. It reports directly to the governor. And veterans who experienced the training, including a former Marine Corps captain, said it was inappropriately militaristic. Miles Taylor said something to me in our recent Burn the Boats interview that stuck with me, and it really applies here. People are policy. You can have the most well-intentioned policy conceivable on paper, but if it's implemented by people with bad motives, the policy itself is moot because it's the people driving it who really control things. That seems to be what we're seeing play out in Florida. You have a governor with authoritarian tendencies who obsesses about controlling those around him, building what amounts to a personal militia. What kind of people do you think are drawn to leadership roles in that organization? What kind of administrators? What kind of trainers? I'm not trying to implicate every last one of them, but when you have a culture of cruelty, it affects everything and everyone. And cruelty is what authoritarian regimes are built on. They literally cannot exist without scapegoating and targeting the most vulnerable members of our society. I hope you paid attention to the response given to this local news organization by the governor's spokesperson. The state's priorities for the Guard are riots, illegal immigration, and natural disasters, in that order. This is Florida we're talking about, where the governor's biggest immigration challenge lately was how to misuse state funds to fly plane loads of desperate asylum seekers from Texas to Massachusetts. I lived in Florida as a Navy pilot during hurricane season. The State Guard's list of priorities should be, in roughly this order, disasters, disasters, and disasters. If you want to understand the morality of any system, look at its priorities. What Ron DeSantis is doing is wrong, and there's no better evidence of that than his government's priorities. Thousands of Floridians have lost their homes in recent years due to hurricanes. That number is not going to get better with the Atlantic heating up due to climate change. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis is spending millions on a personal militia that has targeting immigrants as a top priority. I recently interviewed Ann Nelson for Burn the Boats, who got me thinking about all of this. She has written several books documenting the rise of the anti-Nazi resistance in Germany. I want to end by sharing a brief clip of that conversation. I'm not trying to be alarmist, but Ann is someone we should all be listening to. You can check out the full interview next week on Burn the Boats. You sent me an article a couple of days ago that I think touches on this. It's about Florida's state guard, and it, it makes me think of the other devious masterstroke of the, of the Nazis beyond controlling the press and um, controlling the judiciary. It was their ability to operationalize populism by, by deputizing the most radical elements in in their movement. You had the brown shirts in Nazi Germany, of course. And we're beginning to hear out of Florida that this 
the state guard, which in its conception is is not a bad thing. Other governors have these kinds of resources at their disposal to help with disasters and things like that. But just give us the the cliff's notes of what we're learning out of Florida about how Ron DeSantis's state guard is beginning to look like exactly what the people feared it might be a militia. Well, yeah, uh, the state guard is not supposed to operate as a state militia. Uh, it is supposed to operate as as an auxiliary of the national military <laughs> under the control of the federal government. And I think that what's going on is that DeSantis is trying to throw his weight around to look more Trumpist than Trump. That's the contest that's going on right now. And he's adopting a lot of positions that are quite extreme that he wouldn't have, you know, even a few years ago. So this uh, approach to the state guard is uh, shocking to me. My dad was in the National Guard in Nebraska back in the day. Uh, there was no idea that the governor of Nebraska would send them into battle against anyone else. Um, they were there as, you know, a very significant support service for the national interest. Uh, and, and so this kind of leads to a broader set of issues. Um, one is that there is a militariz militarization of the militias through the, the involvement of both veterans and active duty military, which your documentary, uh, All Enemies Foreign and Domestic, lays out in, in a very powerful way. Uh, you have the Constitutional Sheriff's Organization, which is a political uh, takeover of various county sheriff's offices that's having a, 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 an impact politically in various states. Uh, and, and you have a question that's being circulated more and more about whether the country is headed towards civil war. And I think any of us who had an historical education think in terms of the blues and the grays and the north and the south, and that doesn't sound right. Uh, the most informed people say it looks more like Northern Ireland, where you have heavily armed gangs who are identified with political movements running around committing acts of terrorism. And certainly, you know, the, the insurrection in the halls of the U.S. Capitol uh, bear a resemblance to this idea. The ways that election workers on a state level are getting death threats uh, is, you know, credible death threats is certainly consonant with this idea. So if the extreme right and these organizations are not triumphant in, as they move into the 2024 elections. It may mean that we're moving into a situation of greater violence. And it is unfortunately a fact that these organizations and, and movements have a lot more guns than their adversaries.